Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, everybody, we're back in the book of Malachi. We're in chapter 2. We're going to be looking officially. Verses 1 through 9. We'll be covering a little bit of the material from yesterday. But let's start off, ask a question to ourselves. What are you in charge of? What are you in charge of? Are you in charge of a family? Um... Are you in charge of uh, little kids? Are you in charge of <clears throat> students? Um, you know, we're all in charge of something. We're all in charge. We all have some kind of responsibilities, some more than others. Um, but the Lord, through the prophet Malachi, <clears throat> is now talking to the priests who are in charge of the spiritual well-being of the people. And the Lord's letting them know that they're in trouble because <clears throat> they've not taken their responsibilities seriously. And they've not protected those whom they're in charge of and isn't it interesting <clears throat> how if you were a priest, you could make excuses, as we all do. Isn't it interesting how we make excuses today about what we're in charge of? <clears throat> now, these people, again, setting the tone, had been in captivity in Babylon because of all the sins of their forefathers. Now they're back, and life's picking up. They're not in captivity anymore, and life's getting back to normal. And now God is using Malachi to minister to these people, and God's calling them out. So let's read that with this in mind and, and see how relevant it might be for us, too. Chapter 2, verse 1, and just try to pretend you're a priest hearing this. What would you think? Chapter 2, verse 1, and now, O priests, 
This command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Now these priests will have to think about this because what was going on, and we have to think about this too, to understand these priests that he's calling out right now were in charge of receiving the sacrifices of the people. Now the people, on one hand, were supposed to bring animal offerings, which was this custom under the old law, to sacrifice to God, to give God a sacrifice, to sacrifice an animal. And as McGee would say, you got to feel some kind of a sacrifice from the giver. It's got to feel like you're giving something. But these people were bringing animals in that were lame already, that were blind already, that might have been sick already. Animals that were of no use to them. Animals that were lame that nobody would want to buy or that were going to die maybe anyway or they're going to have to put to death anyway. And uh, so they were bringing the, the cheapest thing that they could bring and somehow get credit for it. You bring it in, kind of clean out your stables a little bit, <clears throat> and then you kind of get credit. You got to look and say the heart of the giver wasn't really in it. They weren't really giving it to honor the Lord. They were giving it to fulfill something, check off a checkbox, and probably when they brought the animal to the offering, they were just tired of it. They kind of despised the whole process. It was a hassle to go get the animal anyway. It was a hassle to sort of go through that thing of like, which animal am I going to have to give? I got to give something. <clears throat> Probably didn't enjoy it. Now, on the other hand, you got the priest over here. And the priest is receiving this. Why? Well, maybe because the priest doesn't want to be an unpopular priest. Why? Because if the priest is standing up there going to the people, no, 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 this is an unacceptable gift. People aren't going to like that priest, right? But if the priest says, you know, no problem, and allows the person to say, okay, this offering has been blessed, Then that priest isn't doing God any, any isn't doing right by God, <clears throat> because the priest should be calling out the people, saying, you know, no, no, this is not acceptable to God. You got to bring your best. You got to bring an acceptable offering to God. But the priests were receiving the lame and the blind. <clears throat> the priests were actually receiving things that were unacceptable to God, and allowing it. To be given and acceptable as a sacrifice to God. 
And God's saying, that's even worse. Because now you're allowing the people to feel that they've been blessed because you're acting in my name. And you're throwing around blessings supposedly coming from me on these people. You're leading people astray. You're not letting people feel that conviction in their heart that their sacrifices are not good. And you don't take any of this to heart. And the people don't take it to heart. And that's what led, uh, you know, a whole generation into sin to start with and resulted in this nation having to be crippled, invaded, and sent into captivity for 70 years in Babylon. Okay, so that's where God's coming from. I'll read it again. And now, O priest, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will send the curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Indeed, I have already cursed them because you do not lay it to heart. God's saying, none of this is coming from your heart. Behold, I will rebuke your offspring. Now, the offspring <clears throat> could mean the children, their children, or I think in another context, it could be the offspring of their priestly endeavors. In other words, the offspring or the uh, of the people that these priests are shepherding. So, or the the blessings that these priests have given out to the people. These offspring, quote-unquote, have sprung from the priests. <clears throat> and God says, I will rebuke those blessings. I will rebuke those people that you have blessed or feel that they have been blessed through you. In my name, I'll rebuke all that. Even that is not going to stand in the eyes of God. And not only I'll do that, is I'm going to spread and spread dung on your faces, the dung of your offerings, and you shall be taken away with it. So when the animals were supposed to be offered, the dung from the animals would not be offered because that would be considered, you know, not clean. So they would take the dung away separately and burn the dung. And uh, what God's saying is, I'm going to take the dung, which is unacceptable, and put it on you because you're unacceptable as a way of marking you unclean. Just like the dung was marked unclean. And it will be taken away. Verse, you know, so he's letting them know that they are just as unclean as the dung that's coming out of these animals that that they are supposedly blessing. So strong. And, you know, we take a pause here. When we are acting in the name of the Lord as Christians, and we're sort of going along with the common culture, sort of saying it's okay, or we're sort of 
allowing ourselves to sort of accept things. God's saying, if you do that in my name, I'm going to mark you just as unclean as the unclean thing that it represents. It's not a small thing in God's eyes. Verse 4, So shall you know that I have sent this command to you, that my covenant with Levi may stand, says the Lord of hosts. So God says, you're going you're gonna to eventually know that my covenant with Levi will stand. Verse 5, he explains, My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear, and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. So he's talking about these sacrifices. They're to represent praise and exaltation to God. And when you try to exalt God's name, you've got to do it in awe. Not in fearing because he's a bad God, but fearing because you're so bad. Before him, we're nothing before God. Verse 6, true instruction was in his mouth. He's talking about Levi. And no wrong was found on his lips. In other words, he spoke the truth about God. And he didn't sugarcoat stuff when people were trying to minimalize the reverence and the respect that they're supposed to have for God. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and he turned many from iniquity. He turned many from sin because he spoke the truth about God, and people saw it in his life. And that has to be our life. We have to speak truth, and we need to walk upright in peace. We're not here to judge one another. We're here to love one another from the heart. Verse 7, For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and the people should seek instruction from his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. That's what a priest is. That's what you and I today represent when we represent Christ here on earth. We are the body of Christ. If we're the body of Christ and we have the Holy Spirit living in us and God dwells in us, don't you think we need to guard knowledge, the Word of God? Knowledge is the Word of God. We need to guard that. The lips of a priest, if we have the Spirit of God living in us, we are the body of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. And we are representing what priests do to represent the Word of God. We represent God like messengers of the Lord of hosts. How important that is. How important it is for us to represent Christ accurately with 
the awe, the respect, the exaltation that he deserves. It has to be number one in our hearts. Verse 8, but you have turned aside from the way. And sometimes, you know, I think it's really neat the way Scripture refers to God's teaching as the way. In other words, the way to go, the way to walk. There's only one way to walk. Roads were so important. If you needed to go from one place to another place, you went the you went on the way. You went on the road. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way to get to God. That's through Christ. So it's a it is a description of God's teaching as a road, as a way, as a direction. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. Again, a reference to walking here. There's only one way to walk. And if you're not walking correctly, not only are you on the wrong way, but you can stumble by the instruction that you've been given. You fall. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. So you're not looking at God with the reverence and awe that he deserves. And so I will make you despised and abased before all the people, inasmuch as you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your instruction. Some people maybe that you like, you say, okay, these sacrifices look good. Some people that you don't know that well, no, these sacrifices are no good. Show partiality. Maybe if somebody pays you a little bit, you know, Please consider this an offering to the to the temple, and you can keep some of this for your time and trouble, but this is the animal that I'm bringing. It's not the best, but please accept this. You know, maybe you pay them off a little bit. How important it is to represent God in the right way. So we'll stop here and continue our study in Malachi tomorrow. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host, in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. From me to all of you, God bless you. And as always, keep your hearts centered on Christ. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Malachi chapter 2, beginning at verse 2, all the way to verse 9. So this section is directed to the priests. So from Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, the message was directed towards the priests who were serving in the temple. And God said to them, to you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? You know, and here in this section um, of Malachi chapter 2, um, it reads, verse 1, And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already, because you do not take it to heart. So, 
the crime that the priests um, commit were committing here is that they despised the name of God and they disobeyed God. So the way they despised and disobeyed God was by them allowing um, imperfect sacrifices such as such as sick cows and um, you know um, maimed um, cattle and sheep to be brought as an offering to God. So the real condemnation of this was not the value of it. It's not that they were offering a valueless offering. Malachi will actually ask a very pointed question just in a bit um, of this study. And we will come to that just in a bit. So um, the tithe and relationship to God today as expressed in our giving or is actually expressed in our giving and you know how much we're giving but here the emphasis is not on the value of the offering but upon the character of the offering so the offering that was made on the altar points to the lord jesus christ and we have this stated in the book of leviticus so each offering had to represent the one who was actually coming who was holy harmless and defiled separate from sin, who was perfect, and this is the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And this included both sweet, savory, and non-sweet savory offerings. All these pointed to Christ. So the way they despised God's name is that they were bringing to God an offering that's not perfect. You know, such as a sick cow or a maimed sheep. And it does not point to the Lord Jesus Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ is without spot or blemish and the offering had to be perfect. And it's the same thing today. People tend to be very irreverent about the Lord Jesus Christ and make a big deal out of it by calling him, you know, Jesus Christ the superstar. He is not a superstar. The world doesn't think rightly of him, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And until we think rightly of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be wrong about everything else because it's important to think rightly of the Lord Jesus Christ and not to put him down as he is put down today in, you know, in books, liberal media, you know, in plays. Then um, if we don't think rightly of him, then we despise God's name. And that's the reason uh, we hear so much that's given, you know, on the topsy-turvy side, a flip side of way, when people say, you know, when people do something really wicked or evil, um, you know, they always are quick to run and say, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make them do it. No, man has an evil old nature and the devil didn't make them do it at all. Or you also hear statements such as, um, you know, you're doing that, God's going to get you. God's not running around saying, oh, little Jane here, you know, did something very bad. Let me punish her. God's not doing that today. God is gracious and he judges sin. He is rever He is a reverent God and he is to be respected, praised, worshipped and adored. So these priests have despised God and this section is directed to them. Verse 3 of our study goes on to read, Behold, I will rebuke your descendants and spread refuse on your faces, the refuse of your solemn feasts, and one will take you away with it. So 
the priests, um, actually the nation, they were, you know, they had, they had reached a time when there was like peace and then, you know, everything was going well. There was abundant harvest as well. Uh, at that particular time and the priests they got a tithe of that harvest that um the people um were having and of you know of that crop rather and a tenth of that tithe that was given it was given to the lord and god now is saying he actually intends to corrupt the seed and they won't be getting the tithe so they have, they actually won't be getting that type, type they have been getting. So their affluent society will be done with. So the priests were given all the inwards of the offering. So even the mall was given to them, but the refuse that was in the mall and all the intestines uh, that was rejected and could never be offered as a sacrifice to God. So God says, now I will spread the refuse on your faces. So he's going, he's going to put their noses in, in the refuse. So God is saying he will rub their noses in it. And when he does, they won't be able to serve at, the, at God's altar because no unclean thing can come to the altar and they will be unclean. So they won't be able to serve God. So scripture goes on to read i'll read verse four then you shall know that i have sent this commandment to you that my covenant with levi may continue so levi was the tribe that god picked to be priests so verse four reads that my covenant with levi may continue says the lord of hosts verse five my covenant with him one of life and peace i gave them uh, to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before me, before my name. Verse 6, the law of truth was in his mouth and justice was not, and injustice was not found on his lips. And he walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from iniquity. Okay, so we have here now the reason that God chose um the tribe of levi so the man levi was jacob's son and he is someone you know whose character is questionable uh, like if you had to pick him you, you wouldn't pick him um because he didn't have anything to commend himself to god so when jacob was on his dying bed he called all his 12 sons to come around his dying bed and he gave a prophecy concerning each one of them and he put Simeon and Levi together and we have this in the book of Genesis 49 verse 5 which reads Simeon and Levi are brothers instruments of cruelty are in their dwelling place so Simeon and 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 um, Levi they committed murder and they thought they were justified in it because their sister because of their sister but they were actually murderers murder is murder but god still chose them and um in genesis 49 verse 7 it goes on to read cursed be their anger for it is fierce and their wrath for it is cruel i will divide them in jacob and scatter them in israel so here now um god scattered levi among um the people 
the other tribes. Um, so the, they, they became the priestly tribe. So even though he was a murderer, God still chose him. And um, still, you, you know, to actually, um, and, you know, out of Levi, Levi came one of the tribes of Israel. So now if we move forward on in history from Jacob's time, now we move to Moses' time when he was on his deathbed, he actually gathered the 12 tribes around him. And what was once 12 men around Jacob, now, you know, it was more than a million people gathered around Moses. And he's giving a prophecy to each tribe. And we have this in Deuteronomy 33, uh, beginning at verse 8 to verse 11. So it reads, And of Levi, he said, Let your Tamin and your Urim be with your Holy One, whom you tested at Masa, and with whom you contended at the waters of Meribah. Who says of his father and mother, I have not seen them, nor did he acknowledge his brothers or know his own children, for they have observed your word and kept your covenant. So here, although Levi was, you know, a rascal and a problem, and almost forfeited his birthright because of the fact that he was a murderer, but now the tribe that has come from him have observed God's word and kept the covenant. Verse 10 of Deuteronomy 33 um, goes on to read, You shall teach Jacob your judgments and Israel your law. They shall put incense before you and a whole burnt sacrifice on the altar. So God makes them the priestly tribe to teach Israel the law. So the sacrifice points to Christ. The sacrifice that's mentioned here in the incense talks about prayer. Verse 11 reads of Deuteronomy 33, Bless his substance, Lord, and accept the work of his hands. Strike the loins of those who rise against him and of those who hate him and that they rise not again. So here, this is the covenant God made with Levi. So he is to teach Israel to serve at the altar of incense, that's prayer, and the burnt sacrifice, that which actually points to Christ. And this was at the beginning um, when, you know, Levi uh, there was just one man, Levi, and there was a smaller tribe just after, you know, after God scattered them. And now after the return from captivity, um, you know, this tribe here, the tribe that's, um, you know, the tribe of priests here, um, that's Levi. He is actually now willing to shut his eyes when a sick cow is actually brought for sacrifice. So he is despising God's name and disobeying God. And so, how can he teach God's word if he's disobeying it? How can he teach God's words to the people? And this is what God is saying here. So, even after 70 years of the captivity, Levi hadn't learned the lesson. And we continue on in our study, verse 5 of Malachi 2 reads, My covenant with him, one of life and peace, 
and I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. So here Levi before, you know, initially feared God and obeyed God. Now this, um, you know, now, um, you know, now that they have returned, um, he doesn't fear God anymore or obey God. In verse 6 goes on to read, The law of truth was in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity, and turned many away from iniquity. So he taught, that's Levi, the truth of God, but these priests now, at this time, were not teaching the truth, and God, they, they, they were actually not tre- teaching the truth of God. And, you know, they were breaking God's commandments so they god had a covenant with levi and god is saying that you know they were a good example to the people now a change had actually taken place so this has an application for us today so we are not so we are not serving god today until we give his name the reverence that is required of it and not despise his name so we hold Christ up and not bring him down. Verse 7 goes on to read, For the lips of the priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So Levi, that's the priests, were to be the messengers of the Lord of hosts. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. So a priest's business today, you know, is actually to study and teach the word of God as uh, this is what God has called him to do. So Levi's business was to study and give out God's word. But, you know, um, in that day, he wasn't doing it. And just like today, you have a lot of priests. They're not giving out the word of God. They're giving out, you know, something that um, people with scratching ears want to hear. So verse 8, it goes on to read, um, But you have departed from the way. You have caused many to stumble at the law. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. So God says they were not teaching the word of God as they should. And priests, as priests, um, those who are called to the ministry should teach the word of God as it should be taught because with light comes a lot of responsibility because um, if you have the light and the knowledge of Christ you have a lot of responsibilities to teach the word of God and not to add in you know your own thoughts and your own context and confuse people and lead people astray verse 9 goes on to read therefore I also have made you contemptible and base before all the people because you were not because you have not kept my ways but have sworn partially sorry but have sworn partiality in the law so there was a day when ministers in um this land that's in Israel were actually listened to but you know that days passed and God has said that this would happen and 
you know, when the ministry was not giving out the word of God, and it happens. When the ministry is not giving out the word of God, this happens. Uh, people stop listening and people stop believing, um, you know, these priests. So, yeah, this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Thank you.